passion flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Welcome to, to this new episode of the Unbelows podcast, Ash. I think before we get into it, we should make a short announcement for people, right? Oh. Because we've been we've been cooking something up for all of you, and that is we'll be hosting a live session of this podcast. That is a session where you can join and listen to us recording it, as well as, you know, ask questions and all these good things. And we'll have a special guest on whom you might know. We'll, we'll bring him back. He's been here before. Luke Smyers, founder of The Visible Authority. Yeah, to essentially discuss the future of marketing consulting firms and how the business and marketing teams should be creating that future together, right? That's sort of the idea mm -hmm. where Luke will bring the business perspective and his concepts around how leveraged consultants, right? The practitioners will be the driving forces and the pillars and whatnot of marketing success in the future. We agree with that very much. And then Ash and I will discuss a little bit about what implications that has for the marketing function. So you're very much invited. You will put more information about that in the show notes on LinkedIn and whatnot. Essentially, the way this will go down is put up a registration page, and then you can register there to get a Zoom link. And then you just dial in on the 20th of May, it will be one o'clock in the afternoon, Central European time, so German time zone, so to speak, because we figured that might work for most of our audience, except for all you people in the US. We're sorry for <laughs> for that. For this time, we'll, we'll find another slot for the second session, maybe that is more feasible to you guys. So um, hoping to see many of you there and very much looking forward to it. It's gotta be, it's gotta be good. We had good discussions with Luke last time when he was here and in the meantime so i'm i'm looking forward to this personally and i hope this will be great so let's let's get to the podcast shall we so i'm gonna hit record here hey flo we're back right hey ash we're back so uh, short break you know, there because yeah, i had I... to go watch some cows on the countryside well <laughs> it worked break. out for everyone right you don't want to hear us all every week on end a little <laughs> bit of break from us is good yeah but, uh, but i did want to let the audience know that we actually had a really good discussion about this touching on multiple points prior to hitting record so we're going to do our best to while we have a structure and a good day for this episode is we're going to do our best to bring all these key points that we were talking about and Flo, why don't you let people know what we're talking about today? Yeah, so we wanted to dive a little bit into marketing plays, right? As in, as you might do in some sport, a play. And because we get questions about this, which are, I think they are being driven by the stuff you can see on LinkedIn, elsewhere in the Twitter sphere, where people discuss how lead generation as a main objective and strategy for marketing is dead and people have to do other things like demand generation, all these fancy phrases. And so so you and I get questions of the, well, what is the actual correct way to do marketing these days in a firm, right? What is What should be the primary objectives? What should be the priorities? And then also what should be the, the strategies? And I think we started out, we, we began this discussion 
by uh, thinking about maybe let's quickly walk through some of these phrases yeah and, uh, and what it means to clarify and then and then from there take take a step back and and let's see if we can give an answer to the question right what's yeah, the best play for firms yeah let's start with the fact that we actually did touch upon like what does marketing mean and what does marketing mean to the firm that yeah. naturally rolls into like you have all these terms coming up and you're seeing marketing has shifted you're decluttering it you're doing all this kind of crap how are we actually helping yeah. drive sales and revenue and through this entire discussion we are really going to tell you that marketing has to focus on the sales aspect now you're not focusing on the big picture of trying to acquire each and everyone because we were discussing this prior to the episode right now uh if you're looking at the professional services space people are looking for services if you're looking at digital transformation all these things are coming in there is a lot of work that people are naturally coming into the market there's also the fact that you're losing a lot of people or you need a lot of people to get this work done so the war for talent you know great resignation whatever all of this stuff is happening and with that in mind it's no yeah. longer about lead gen and the reason about demand gen is to be more specific to help your sales target clearly and you know grow organically but yes you had like you had the point so i let you get into that yeah i mean you mentioned the the legion the legion thing and I, and I think you're right that there's in professional services fundamentally there's a slightly changed market dynamic right now which is where demand is already high right in most mm -hmm areas mm -hmm. of it there might be niches i don't know too much about hr consulting or any other places but uh, and and the 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 hard thing to do for many firms actually is not winning business but winning talent right but let's let's park that for now we can because i think yeah, yeah. the the points we're trying to cover applies are applicable to both what i just wanted to recapitulate is so lead gen lead generation i think there's the way it's presented right now on social media and other places it used to be a, a primary objective and a key strategy for marketing. In that, you would direct a huge part of your efforts to prospects serving potential buyers out there into leads, meaning getting them in some sort of funnel mechanic where you, for example, you start at a place where you have a loose idea where they are, which industry, job title, what so forth, but you don't know them, you can't really find them. So what you do is you put out offers like an ebook, an email, and you say whatever. So they come in, self-identify typically through an email address or something and give you one tidbit of information about themselves so you can then go in and follow up and communicate with them and nurture them through essentially email right what the was the thing yeah. of choice back in the day and i think and you might have heard this segmentation elsewhere it is correct that that as a as a primary objective for your strategy is pretty much done for and no longer necessary because and that's here's the thing social media for example is now so big that the fact that, that you there's no more a need to get the person's email address first you can just go and buy a bunch of linkedin ads and they'll see it they'll see it i don't that does that make sense like you don't have to bring in the data to start the communication you can just go out and start the communication that's what social media does for you in parallel for those folks who aren't on social there is now enough data services where you can just go and buy the email addresses of people. So again, you don't have to spend 15, 20, 25,000 bucks to create a PDF report, a landing page and a form to get the email address. You can just give a data company a couple of bucks and they have the email and then you can continue the communications from there. So these are the changes that mean 
lead generation as we knew it back in 2014, I would agree is no longer necessary. And and Flo, while we're talking about this, you literally gave me an idea. I think it's something that we can use here. What we're focusing on right now is conversation generation and conversion surgery. That is essentially the whole thing. It's because you don't need to acquire everything and you don't need to like, it's not lead gen, it's not demand gen. You're having the conversation to show what specific segment you're targeting, what specific service you're offering. And then your conversion surgery is that you're basically eliminating all the, the noise because you don't have the time or the manpower to focus on that. <laughs> Maybe you do and you can build up, but you have to do it in a surgical way that your conversion focuses on these key things. There is no need for you to have like 10,000 leads and just get one person from that. That's lead gen would give you those 10,000 things. You need like 100 quality leads from which you can get 10 to 20 conversions to sell to what do you say serve your specific needs and sell your particular offerings and services that's that's yeah. the direction you should go and uh, while Which, confusing people with lead gen demand gen and everything that's not the case it's like i literally had a conversation with someone this week where they were like i don't want like ten thousand leads i just want like 50 conversions that i need to do yeah. I, and this is not in my day to day. This is something that yeah. I was talking with someone, and and, and yeah, it's flow. Sorry. And it's, no, no, that's a very valuable addition because I think that's also the, I forgot that in my explanation of what Legion was back in the day when Legion was a primary strategy and a primary objective for marketing teams. I think what you're describing very quickly became the ugly byproduct because if your entire team, what it does is hunt email addresses to hand over to sales or to nurture through email sequences or whatever, you know, you pretty much do everything you can to get whatever email address in the universe. And then it becomes a high quantity, low quality game, which I think that is a, when people talk about lead gen now in a critical voice, they also, that is connotated in there. They think lead gen also translates into huge volumes of leads with very shitty conversion rates down the line. And I think also, again, this is correct. So this, this is what lead gen is, right? And we would agree that, yep, that's not the smart thing to do. The marketing team in your firm should probably not do everything they can to just generate leads, right? And they, I also they will to... still have to bring in leads. We get to that. It's still an important step in the process, but it shouldn't be the primary strategy. Well, I mean, we can differentiate that a little bit. Yeah. And I know your second point is like, what's the job of marketing? And I, before we get into the depth of that, touching on it, I know from what you said and what I've come across, it everyone's like hitting on market qualified leads or marketing qualified leads, MQLs. Here's the thing. MQLs don't exist in a vacuum. If you have MQLs in a vacuum, you have the problems that we just discussed a few minutes ago. MQLs need to connect to sales qualified leads because that's where you're focusing on the specificity of your offering and your services. If you're just having your market qualified leads, it's just a bunch of email addresses, like designations and company and like the, the service sectors and all that stuff they belong to. But it's not looking at what their offering is. It's not looking at whether you're having conversations with them. It's not looking at what is the need so that you can actually do the conversion otherwise yeah. it's it's needed and necessary because it's still in the your... chain right it's still a link in the chain yeah it's just that the emphasis is no longer on that specific link but something that's far far more further downstream where like you said maybe it's sales qualified leads maybe it's pipeline maybe it's even revenue which was you yeah. know sourced through some marketing activity whatever yeah. but i mean okay so lead gen 
this game of get as many emails as you can through whatever tricks you can fathom sort of dead and now everybody talks about demand gen and i i'm not an expert in all these phrases but i think the way you can think about that is just it is about creating specific demand so not just demand like you said for digital transformation in general but demand for the digital transformation services your firms is is offering so that's the idea here is and how do you do that you you go out and you basically educate the market around you know what you think their challenges are what you have understood their obstacles are and how you would solve it essentially that's educational content or thought leadership driven marketing pretty much like consulting firms have done it for ages and the idea here is that once you do that and if you do it well enough people will come by themselves and raise their hand and say that this was very convincing. Uh, we would like to buy from you. So operationally, the focus shifts from creating stuff that is good enough to have people give us their email addresses to something which is probably more difficult because it's we need very high quality, very relevant, very much resonating messaging, right? We have to have very good educational content and we have to find ways to package it so that it really stands out in the marketplace. People find it in awareness channels, social, somewhere else, so that this demand actually gets built. So it's a, it's a bit, I don't know if you agree, but I would say it's the more difficult game of marketing, like creating a, an overpitched, clickbaity ebook that collects a bunch of worthless email addresses is probably fairly easy actually driving specific demand for what your firm has to offer that that requires a bit more actually i want to touch on marketing this you're talking, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about like you know you're talking about like thought leadership and building awareness and that kind of stuff i think and i agree while thought leadership is important what we need to focus on right now is conversational marketing not thought leadership plays a role in conversational marketing by that i mean it's not about the ebook it's not like a massive piece of like uh you know ten thousand word essays nothing like that what you need is distill them into like points that the person who's doing the sales the person who's having these conversations can use specifically to say this is yeah. what's happening this is uh what you need and this is what i offer that happens in a conversation not getting someone to read like a yeah. long report. So yeah, that's a very good point because what you're saying there is that I, like not only does the the measuring of success right isn't on the first thing in the chain but shifts backward. The method isn't so much pitching people on a clickbait ebook to get your email address. It's more about educating them over a long time. And what you're saying there is also the 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 kinds of assets you need change because as it becomes more conversational and you don't need the ebook to get the email address instead you can maybe have an interesting conversation to use your word via linkedin you still have to have something interesting to say in those conversations yes. which that then becomes the that's i'm not sure whether that is different from thought leadership or whether that's just thought leadership in a different form it's, but i it's totally agree with you yeah. it's not the thing people typically think about now, like the three month heavy lift project that results in the 33 page report. Yeah, that's no longer it. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's thought leadership in a different form, which basically means this, the massive PDF document that you create that pushes like a specific readership or something, give them to specific audiences, like lawyers, they read them, give them that they need it. They love it. You're talking about like consultants, you're talking about like uh, management, service, you know, consultancy <clears throat> services, strategy, all of that. Don't bother. Yeah. What you need is you need to hand your 
key people, some key findings, some key offerings, and some key things packaged so that they are educated enough to present the information in the best way possible, backed by whatever research and findings you have. If they do, if and this is speaking for all of us. We've already discussed how many people spend, sit and read like a long you know, piece of thought leadership. Not many. If yeah. these sales leaders go ahead and like start the conversation and say, by the way, you can find all of this in this ginormous document that we have. You've lost. You lost the game. You lost the person because they'll have to like spend time reading it. Then they have to come back to you. They have to identify what they want none of that works you have yeah. to think about it in this like if you were in a meeting room with this person and having this conversation what would you be saying you'd be saying i need to talk about this this and this that's what you do on your other platforms your digital platforms you basically just say this is the kind of conversation that i'm looking for and look at that i'm not seeing a lot of that in our space i'm still seeing a lot of people seeing one or two points and then linking to a massive article or something that kind of marketing needs to change in this specific environment. And we still aren't there yet, especially in professional sense. Yeah, still, still a bit back and forth. I still Intent have marketing. to say, we yeah. need to do lead generation. Then I have to give them this explanation, sort of, which we're giving here. Yeah. Um, maybe to reduce the confusion, like lead gen, demand, and all these marketing phrases, right? I think we can just take a step back and, and look at what actually is the job. And I think we already... Mm -hmm. Reference it here and there, I just wanted to to summarize and clarify it. I think, yeah. and I don't know if you agree, but I would say the job is to build awareness, right? And then create specific demand and preference. If there's a choice between two or three firms, marketing's job is to make sure you, the client, prefer my firm, right? So mm -hmm. awareness, specific demand, preference for the firm services. That's it, right? And then bring in, I want to make this very clear because the leads are not that, bring in high intent leads, right? So all these people who are aware of you from at some point in time, you have to lead them down the path that they do become something that comes before an actual opportunity, before an actual pitch, before an actual sale, right? This I is actually, still a link in the yeah. chain. Sorry, the, the lead is not that in my book. Sorry to interrupt uh, you, Flo. I do want to be very specific about the preferences. When you are talking about preferences, you should compare yourself to competitors, but don't do the bullshit that one of those companies that, you know, that competes with a former guest on our show that do not talk down about your clients and do not talk down about your competitors in okay. fact what you should be doing is you should focus on the services and offerings that you do well <clears throat> and you do better and then say that if they want these kinds of things they can go there when you're yeah. confident enough to say that they can go there, they won't go there they'll come to you because you know what you're saying if, but if you don't do that and if you just say that they are you know all this yeah. crap and pardon my french yeah it doesn't work and the the what you're referencing that is so the integrity you with which you do it, I think that translates into my metaphor because I had this when 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 I have to summarize this even further, and someone says, "Well, what is the marketing play to play in 2022?" I tell, I use, I now tell everybody, the right way to think about marketing is just just a form of consulting. It just happens to be free to your clients, right? So it's just in a portfolio extension. If you if you think about this, your most expensive services are probably involve your most senior folks, right? There may be C-suite engagements, high ticket stuff. Further down the line is maybe uh, something that's a bit more closer to outsourcing or you're just doing work for the client, maybe, you know, your managers, your junior staff died. And then just go down the chain further and think marketing the very same way. It's something your firm offers that helps clients overcome problems. They just have to do it yourself after 
engaging themselves after engaging with the content. So marketing is consulting, essentially, or it's the yeah. continuation of your consulting through editorial means. That is the play to play. That's it. That's literally it. And that's the way you have to think about it, by the way, also. You know, don't spam, don't annoy people with your newsletters. No, actually help them overcome a specific challenge through preferably a methodology you of your own or, or that is sort of somewhat unique to yourself and and make sure and, that they uh, can be successful with it, right? That's also important. I completely agree, Flo. And I think something that we need to tell people here is that the vehicle for this, one of the key vehicles for this is strategic content marketing. Yeah. Uh, digital marketing, what do you say? Channels, all these things are important. But what goes on to everything is your content and everywhere it's content. And well, that's, that's where you... Yeah, that, and that's where your narrative and your messaging and everything sits. So you, your key focus should be on your your marketing vehicle, which is your strategic content marketing. And I think, Flo, there's so much on that topic that we should leave that for a different episode. Yeah. And, and I get mean, back we've touched to... upon it in previous episodes as well. But, but yes. again, I think that if you think about it like this, the, the core idea is marketing is really just consulting through editorial mm -hmm. means rather than you sending your consultants and being there and charging for it. Right. And it's, it's, you do it for free or at the cost of the client's time. This then also, and we get into this helps you understand a few things about, for example, how do we measure success around like these types of things? Right. Mm -hmm. Because suddenly it does become about, do our ideal clients see the stuff we put out? Do they like it? Is it actually helpful? for them, all these things. It's no longer about how many email addresses did we get, right? It's mm -hmm. a fundamental change of that game. And once you have, once you get into that territory, that's when you, when you are on the correct way. And I just wanted to, to point out one thing I said there, sorry for that, but that's another difference between, if you want to go back into these phrases, lead gen and demand gen. In my experience, lead gen cares very little about how helpful a piece of content to you point is right as long as the headline and the abstract and the landing page is good enough for you to leave your email address a lead gen strategic marketer will be happy because they've gotten your email address and to, make, to put not to put too fine a point on it but we all know this we've all given away our addresses to download a white paper or some shit and we read it and we were like what the fuck was this right that was yeah, not worth my email address much less my time and there is tons of that and we also demand generation, if you're serious about it, you can't get away with that because you have to deeply, deeply, deeply care with how much this helps your reader be successful. This has to be the same experience as your actual consulting service, right? <laughs> Where you also would, want to have project success for the client. I would <clears> even <throat> argue that we focus on a specific subsector of demand gen. The reason why I say about demand, uh, that way about demand generation is because there is existing and pent up demand in the market right now Lots of spaces for right all now, kinds yeah. of for all kinds of services you you don't need to tell people by the way you need this they know they need this you need to tell people right now this is how we can solve it together yeah. you need this method or you need here's why you want to go with how we do it that's that's yeah. that's an idea right yeah and and this is true in both directions if you have a proprietary process and a unique culture and just an interesting way of solving the problem, uh, your chances of people coming to you like wanting to work with you is also higher than, you know, if you don't, mm -hmm. don't have that. But to, to not put a too fine a point on it, so, so in trying to wrap this up, I guess our main point was, yes, there has been a shift, right? 
both in the market, you said it, lots of pent up demand. So that's changing the game alone in professional services specifically. But there's also a shift so away from lead gen where we have to do marketing to acquire contact information so we can sell to mm-hmm. people to demand gen, which is where we just use the channels we have to communicate with people so that they come to us to buy. That's a different game. But I think the second point we made where you can you might as well also just not care about <laughs> these differences in models as long as you keep in mind look the best marketing play to play is to think of mar- your marketing as just consulting through editorial means that's what it is mm-hmm. and and i think that is in part us saying the old is new again right because if you think back yeah. into the days of the foundation of strategic management consulting bruce henderson bcg mckinsey all these types of things that's how it used to work. They they came up with great ideas. They educate the world about them. The BCG matrix, time-based competition, business reengineering, whatnot. And that created demand for that specific service. And so people went to BCG or to McKinsey for this or for that. And, and that's how it used to work. And I think that game is very much back. And a lot of these other things we used to do maybe in between, you know, shitty white books in exchange for your email address. Those are dead and good riddance, I think. What I don't know. Do you have any any further? No, points? I I think let's put it this way: the tools have matured. The the operating space, as some people call it, platforms. I really prefer the it's the operating space that's matured. The digital operating space. Yeah. In such a in such a time, we need to not focus on the technology and yeah. the channels. Excellent. You need point. to focus on the the strategy. Yeah. Not the tactics. All the platforms and all that kind of stuff, they're just your tactical thing. Folk, bring bra- back the strategy that you're talking about, stuff that Bruce Henderson said, stuff when we had like the big eight and all of that existed. <laughs> that's what <laughs> you need speaking. right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's very good. Yeah, I like that point about there's now feature parity and all that stuff between technologies. You, you will not find a competitive edge in using, I don't know, Google better than Bing or better than your competitors. Everybody's doing all that stuff. So it's it really comes down to the strategy. And two, like we said, the, the play. And that means the intent with which you do the marketing and, and the ends you set your sights upon, and that shouldn't be getting email addresses to spam people. Yeah. Anyways, uh, which, which is not me saying that you won't need an email address at some point in time, to be very <laughs> clear. That stuff still exists, right? Let's Link in the chain and such. Yeah? Yeah, just uh, saying. The conversation marketing, think about it that way. If the way to communicate with that person is the email address, then of course you need the email address. Yeah. But focus on the fact that this is a another human being like you used to talk to in the days before you and I were even considering marketing, because you know, this is this goes before our, our time. That's how that's what you need to bring back. Because right now, trust is really, really key. And if you want to build that trust to get all of these things done, then you got to stop, you know, collecting email addresses and start looking at conversations first. Yeah. All right. I, I, tr- I'll try to at the end. So this is the play, right? Marketing should yeah. just be consulting through editorial mm-hmm. means and for free. So how do you do that? I think we've said this a gazillion times on this podcast in various ways mm-hmm. and formats and trying to just repeat ourselves once here. The idea is you focus on a very specific audience, right? Who's this for? And the issues you see them having. And then you innovate and educate around specific solutions to that. 
and mm-hmm. and uh, that's the front end of your marketing done that's the awareness and maybe even the preference part but then you also need a client journey that's also marketing handiwork right i you would need add- some sort of client journey to to then convert the people who are aware and interested and maybe prefer your firm into something <laughs> that you can actually i would uh, like to add it's conducive that not- to doing business yeah yeah sorry. not just a client journey it's a content journey yeah, I think yeah, I I agree, but I think that was that would correspond. And to to the points both our guests Stephen Pope and also Luke Smayers made, if you do this, if you think of marketing as just a free version of consulting, that should be easy to do because there will already be high overlap between the marketing mm-hmm. stuff you put out and the actual consulting work you do. Mm-hmm. So so these things should become easier. And the last point I wanted to make, and I just forgot that. Um, so as, as you build the client journey and the content journey, what mm-hmm. that should do is it should either get the people who are now aware of you, engage with the firm and eventually buy something, or, and this is equally important, disqualify them out of the gate. Because we had this early on, one of the problems of the lead gen model was you would end up having email addresses from God knows whom, and you would have to sort through those and follow up and distinguish the good from the bad, which was a very costly endeavor. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be in that situation anymore. Your marketing, your messaging should be so clear and distinctive that people can determine by themselves on their own time that this is not for them and just walk. That's something you also want out of proper demand generation. You just don't want me. This is why I said specific demand, right? You don't want any demand. You want perfect yeah. fit, excellent demand mm-hmm. of prospects who you have a very high chance of making successful for what you offer. Everybody else should just move along or buy somewhere else. Uh, those are my closing remarks. <laughs> no, that's good. Like, we, I, I think for this particular episode, it's hard to like just summarize everything. And yeah, I, I would like just summarize it three times already, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would recommend just, you know, if you think uh, that there is any question that you'd like to ask either of us, just reach out. We're always available to talk. And if you need some help thinking through these things, again, we're there to talk. Yeah, brilliant. And with that, I would say you have a nice rest of the week. Well, that's not long. A nice weekend, eventually. Yeah. And, and we'll be back. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us.